tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast episode 173.5. That's right. Chris and I were unable to record again this week. Unfortunately, we had some scheduling conflict and then Chris was really feeling under the weather. And so with one thing or another and the new year happening, we decided we would just be postponing this episode as well. But just because Chris and I are horrible slackers does not mean everybody is. And because of that, we still have a wonderful PvP Corner episode for you from Fish and DeFi. So we will be covering any relevant news that is currently going on this upcoming week. Unfortunately, I think that just leaves us with the Dev Diary because we've completely missed the New Year's event. But I just have to say, New Year Hoot Hoot might be the greatest costume they've ever made. It's wonderful. My favorite by far. But without further ado, I want to hand you over to PvP Corner with Fish and DeFi, where I believe they will be doing a deep dive of Sinnoh Cup. Enjoy PvP Corner and see you next episode. Hi, I'm Fish Onahita. And I'm DeFi 250. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment that is number one in the National Pokedex. DeFi, what is going on in PvP? All right, well, the Holiday Cup in Go Battle League is over. I don't know how it went for you, Fish, but for me, it was like watching a tennis match. I'd get a 5-0 set and then an 0-5 set and then a 2-3 and a 3-2. I actually just streamed today, and I kid you not, my first four sets were... One four four one one four four one. I did see that, um, and all I have to say is, welcome to GBL. <laughs> exactly. How did it go for you? Um, pretty good. I found a team that I was pretty happy with. In it's a weird one: Trevenant, Alolan Graveler, and Cradilly. Cradilly was actually quite good. It's only like major threats were like counter users like Vigoroth and Obsune, but even if I safe switched into Cradilly and my opponent countered with Vigoroth, I could still get one shield off of them before Cradilly went down and then just bring Trevenant back in and just farm as much as I wanted. So uh, that that was always a good time. But yeah, it uh, got me up to veteran. I'm, I'm veteran now. Congratulations. I'm stuck right um, in the low 2400s right now so that is fantastic well done thank you um your team would have kicked my team's butt i used venusaur lead with a dugong safe switch and a lolan graveler in the back i picked it up in the girls that pvp server from i want to say it's solaria it did pretty well lots of kind of back and forth back and forth but overall i went positive that's great but Holiday Cup is no more. It is currently just Master League and Master League Classic until January 10th. And then at January 10, we get Great League and Sinnoh Cup. That runs from January 10th to January 24th. We will talk more about the Sinnoh Cup in our deep dive later in the segment. There's also a Go Battle Day happening on January the 8th. It's our first one for the season, and it will be 
just Master League and Master League Classics. So sorry for all those people who try and avoid Master League, but for those of you who do appreciate it, this one's for you, January the 8th. Make sure you get your sets in. One other thing we need to bring up, Fish. We have our January Community Day. We know what it is, and it is Sveal. Yeah, and I have never seen so much hype for a single Pokemon getting a Community Day <laughs> among the PvP community. People are saying it will change the Great League and Ultra League metas for good. It's getting two moves, the Fast Move Powder Snow and a new charge move called Icicle Spear. They've said Icicle Spear will be 60 damage, but they haven't said exactly what the energy cost will be. So they've just said low energy, which we can assume to mean kind of 35 or 40. If it's 35, obviously that's the best case scenario, and that would put it on par with what Weather Ball used to be before it got nerfed and the damage was reduced. Rain also has Earthquake as a second move, and Icicle Spear Earthquake is a great combination of types, that ice and ground combination. There is nothing in Pokemon Go at the moment that resists both moves, except one, DeFi. Have you heard what that Pokemon is? A Pokemon that resists both ice and ground types. If you haven't heard it, then you I guarantee you won't guess it. Okay, I won't guess it. What is it? It is Surskit. The water bug type uh, Pokemon that's max CP is like 600 or something like that. So uh, you essentially won't even see nothing resists it. Exactly. Essentially nothing resists it. Um, so I ran some numbers using. So on PV Poke, you can give Pokemon uh, like other moves that it can't actually learn just to sim them and see what it's like. So I tried simming Wall Rain with Powder Snow, Weather Ball, and Earthquake. And in Great League, that allows it to beat such common threats as Drapion, Azumarill, Lickitung, Galarian Stunfisk, Frostlass, Alolan Marowak, Alolan Ninetales, Sableye, Lapras, Whiskash, Poliwrath, Wigglytuff, Bastiodon, Abomasnow, Greedent, It'll also take Shadow Machamp down to extremely low HP as well. So it can almost... It has win conditions against Shadow Machamp, even though it's taking super effective damage from those counters. I mean, you had me at G-Fisk. Yeah, right? And Basti. In Ultra League, it will beat Empoleon, Articuno, Alolan Muck, Gyarados, G-Fisk again, Jellicent, Alolan Ninetales, Charizard... Granbull, Clefable, Sylveon, Bronzong, Shadow Snorlax, Sizor, Gengar, Registeel, Cofagrigus, both Shadow and Normal Swampert, Skarmory, Shadow Abomasnow, and Gallade. Whew! That was a lot of talking, and that's a lot of Pokemon. Yes, but we it's all speculation until we get those stats for sure. Also, I believe all of these matchups are 
going to be pretty close, or most of them. Most of them come pretty close. So you're going to leave your opponent with just a couple HP, or you're just going to win by a couple. So depending on energy, depending on a lot of things in the battle, depending on lag, um, your results probably will vary. Right, Fish? Yes. So we are very excited to find out more about Walrein and get those stats for sure on January Calm Day. But let's transition here into the Sylph check-in. Glacial Cup is all said and done. And in the GoCast tournament, Fish, we had a five-way tie for first place. Winners were ZT Smith 22, Fish on a Heater, Camo McG08, Timurap, and myself, DeFiE250. Five winners, Fish. And you know what? It, this was something that I saw coming a mile away where, like, people now enjoy seeing me lose because um, I got to the last round having won the first four, including I did manage to get a solid win against a DeFi that was tearing up all her other opponents with her water team. You were doing very well. With that team, and I did manage to get the win. Yeah, and you completely swept that team, but I was very, very proud of my all-water type team. It did Absolutely. But then, yeah, it meant that uh, I I came into the last round undefeated, and everyone in the tournament was like, to to my final opponent, like, come on, you can do this. (laughs) Win one for the good guys. Which they did. They did 3-0 me, so... So here at PvP Corner, we love being able to feature a team that we think works really, really well or did something interesting or did something fun. And this month, we are going to feature Old Guy 86 who had a 3-2 record with their team. And I wanted to feature Old Guy's team because I had this really interesting situation that I've never had. After three years of being involved with the Silverina, I've never had this situation before where I was in the GoCast podcast tournament i was also in the beginner to winner glacial cup tournament i was also in the pokemon go radio glacial cup tournament and in all three of them my first round opponent was old guy 86 so he and i did nine battles in a row to take care of these tournaments all at once. And I, th- I thought that was a really interesting situation it was interesting to see how the strategy evolved over the course of nine battles. And yeah, it's, uh, I I wanted to pick Old Guy for that reason. Old Guy's team was Zhuilus, Alolan Sandslash, Beedrill, Abomasnow, Polyrath, and Babarical. One, The first thing I noticed about this team fish is that it has really good coverage. So Old Guy 86 did a really good job planning for all of those main meta threats, the top of the PV poke list. Very, very good coverage. And what what were the biggest threats again? I know Bomber Snow was the most commonly picked Pokemon and like a, a Polyrath with a dynamic punch will be able to one shot a Shadow or Bomber Snow, I know that. I know Barbarical with Stone Edge can one-shot a Bomber Snow. Beedrill beats a Bomber Snow. Alolan Sandslash beats a Bomber Snow. So yeah, a lot of coverage against that one. Uh, what else was there? Frostlass was next, I think. Yep, Frostlass. Empoleon was really popular uh, and very good. Lapras, Alolan Muck, um, lots of Mud Boys like Quagsire, Seismitoad, Whiskash. 
So overall, just a lot of really good coverage options that Old Guy 86 brought to the table. And I know that Polyrath with Scold and Dynamic Punch, even though it didn't quite get as many wins as a lot of other Pokemon, it was still a great, great pick, an underrated pick, because like it still forced players to use shields. Otherwise, they'd either faint or their Pokemon would be left in farmable range for the next Pokemon to take advantage of. Is there anything else you wanted to say about Old Guy 86's team? Just that I did manage to exploit one weakness, and that was Beedrill. I have mentioned my infestation Beedrill. I got a lot of use out of it. The X-Scissor being super effective against Abomasnow and Zwilus, the Drill Run being super effective against the Barbarical and the Alolan Sandslash, uh... A lot of the wins that I did get, because I I did uh, I did win all three sets against Old Guy, that was mainly due to the threat of Beedrill. All right. Well, thank you, Old Guy 86. We look forward to seeing you in more tournaments. We still have no word on what's happening in January for Sylph. Um, last year, it was an all-star invitational where uh, just a, a very small handful of people who are very big in the Sylph community got to kind of feature a new format which ended up being factions um we don't know what will be happening this month we still have not gotten any word on that yet the official page on self that talks about season four all it says is instead of a themed cup january will feature a special invitational separate from the pvp season competitors will have the chance to display their skills while getting a break from the competitive grind stay tuned for more information and we will be staying tuned all right let's get into our deep dive and this week we are covering sino cup defy what's happening with sino cup sino cup the title says it all only Pokemon with decks numbers 387 to 487 are allowed. So only Sinnoh Pokemon. If you're looking at Sinnoh, there's really one meta-defining Pokemon fish. Tell me about it. That would be Bastiodon. Uh, we have all encountered a Bastiodon at some point in Open Grey League, I'm sure. It is such a polarizing Pokemon in that it will either beat its opponents very, very hard, or lose to its opponents very, very hard. If it comes up against a fighting type or anything with ground moves, then it's going to be in a lot of trouble. Anything else, it just grinds down over time. And if you look at the PvPoke rankings for Sinnoh Cup, Bastiodon is up there, not quite first. It is second behind Lucario, is the other Pokemon. DeFi, does that not bring back very strong memories of the Season 1 Sylph Cup Kingdom Cup? I just actually looked at my Lucario. It is rank 455. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's not super great, and it's still named Kingdom because that was before we had tags. <laughs> so I nicknamed my Pokemon the name of the cup. So yeah, yeah I definitely brings me back to Kingdom Cup. Yeah, so back then, it was literally, well, Bastiodon beats everything, except Lucario. Lucario beats the, the snot out of Bastiodon, so make sure you got both of those. 
And then good luck with the rest of the team. Um, but this time there are other options. We know a lot more about PvP now that because that was very, very early days. Just taking a quick look at that PvP poke top 10, just like Fish mentioned, we've got Lucario, we've got Bastiodon top two. XL Pachirisu, Gastrodon, Shadow Abomasnow, and Abomasnow take five and six. Then we've got Frostlass, Shadow Drapion, Toxicroak, and Munchlax. Let's dive in a little bit more. Gastrodon, Fish. Gastrodon. Yeah, Gastrodon is another one of those Pokemon, we've talked about them before, that's always been, like, on the fringe. Like, it's kind of, like, it's good, but if you're going to use a Mud Boy, why not use Whiskash, or why not use Swampert? Now that both of those are ineligible, Gastrodon's like, Hey guys! Remember me? And... Gastrodon will absolutely crush a Bastiodon. Also beats Lucario and another uh, counter user that will be very popular, which is Toxicroak. It does that all with the power of Mud Slap, which is a hard-hitting, slow energy, but hard-hitting ground-type move. And taking a look at some Pokemon, you just mentioned Bastiodon, you mentioned Lucario, Toxicroak, Gastrodon. A Pokemon that will go toe-to-toe with all of those is Gliscor, one of my absolute favorites. It has Wing Attack, Night Slash, and Earthquake as the recommended moveset. Lucario is the main exception. Lucario does beat Gliscor in the One Shield scenario. It also loses quite hard to Ice Pokemon, so they're the ones that you got to watch out for. But another thing I really like about Gliscor is that it's a bit versatile, like you don't necessarily have to run wing attack night slash earthquake you can run wing attack sand tomb and earthquake you can run fury cutter for a slightly faster energy generation uh it's kind of whatever works best for your team another pokemon that i think will be quite good is magnazone particularly shadow magnazone it does beat bastidon as long as you don't let it get hit by a flamethrower And it has win conditions against fighters. Like, one thing that helped me really, really well in Brawler Cup was running my Shadow Magnazone and building up energy and then getting my opponents to burn their shields so that Magnazone could come back in and just completely take take the rest of the team out with a flurry of wild charges. All right, speaking of electric types, number three on the PV Poke rankings is that XL Pachirisu. Pachirisu is a regional, so it's very difficult to come by, very difficult to get an XL, but you might see a few of them out there. Pachirisu has one major weakness. It has absolutely no coverage moves. Uh, it has Volt Switch, Thunder Punch, and Thunderbolt. It also has Thunder, but why would you run Thunder? So... Only electric type moves. So it's definitely something to keep in mind. Another thing that I wanted to note, I've brought this up before, but as someone who just has been playing Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, Sinnoh is notorious in the main series for not having really any fire types to of note. The Chimchar line and Meg Mortar. That's it. That's all there are for fire types. So... That makes some room for things like steel types. That kind of helps Lucario be pushed up to the top of those rankings. Uh, it'll help other steels, like you mentioned, Magnezone. So it Bronzong, it helps those Pokemon kind of be pushed up in the rankings. It also 
leaves a bomb of snow kind of free and clear. Uh, so a little bit of explanation into that. Sinnoh absolutely lacks fire types. It's a big glaring weakness in that region as a whole. After all that, uh, really anything else that's viable, because there's obviously plenty more things that are viable that you can run, and they've just got kind of pros and cons to each of them. For example, Driftblim is going to be a really good one, and it's a flying type that will beat the counter users and ground types a lot harder than Gliscor can, but it will also lose to Bastidon. Uh, Probopass is another one that can do very similar things to Bastidon, and also beats Bastidon, but the wins that it has aren't as solid. There are some things that can just outlast it where they can't outlast Bastidon. Munchlax and Lickitung are good ones. They have great general matchups, and they have Bulldoze and Earthquake, respectively, to handle the steel tanks. Obviously, they will lose to the counter users themselves. All right, Fish. We've talked a lot about all these different relevant Pokemon. Put a couple together for me. What should people be looking to take into Go Battle League? A couple teams or maybe a core? What are you thinking? Well, the first one that came to mind for me was Gliscor and Empoleon, who they they cover their weaknesses quite well. So Gliscor, obviously weak to ice and weak to water, which Empoleon double resists the ice and single resists the water. The Empoleon would be weak to ground and electric, both of which Gliscor resists, and, and uh, counter as well, fighting. Gliscor will resist that as well. That core will lose to Lucario, Driftblim, Cresselia, Electivire, Abomasnow, and really an opposing Empoleon as well will give it a bit, bit of trouble. And I haven't been able to find a great third Pokemon to put in it, but I think like maybe Frostlass is the best one out of the lot. It uh, fills most of the roles you need. You'll, you'll still have trouble against Empoleon. All right, so everybody out there, please let us know, what are you going to run in Sinnoh Cup? Are you going to try Gliscor and Polian? Are you going to try something else, something spicy? Do you have a Gastrodon built? Is your Lucario the same Lucario you were running in Kingdom Cup? Let us know. Be sure to tweet us, email us, and let us know. But speaking of people letting us know, Fish, we have a little bit of mail to go through. Let's hear it. We have an email from Sean. Sean says, hey, Fish and DeFi, Sean here. A couple of questions for you guys. This could be a lengthy email, so apologies in advance. No apologies necessary. It's okay. I've built a few teams for the Ultra League and Great League. Some typical Pokemon such as Giratina A, Giratina, Snorlax, Lapras, and Talonflame, and some others. I use the teams of Giratina, Snorlax, and Gyarados in the Ultra League, and Alolan Marowak, Talonflame, and Lapras in the Great League last season to give me a decent win percentage of 61%. Until I reached level 20, and then I finished the season with a 58% win percentage. Way to go. But I've noticed this season the same teams haven't performed any w- anywhere near what they were. I'm struggling to stay at 50% and I'm left guessing on good subs to test out. Do you have any suggestions? Secondly, what was your biggest learning curve when learning to battle effectively in the Go Battle League? Mine is definitely learning to call bait attacks and counting my opponent's fast attacks and to detect charge moves for safe swaps. P.S. and a note to self, Ampharos knows Focus Blast. If you're running Snorlax in the back with a 1-0 shield advantage and they're in body slam range... Use the shield. 
That is definitely very good advice. Uh, when taking a look at your question about why your teams from last season maybe aren't doing as well this season, it could be anything. It could be that the meta's changed a little bit. There are newer Pokemon in the Great League. You could be facing tougher opponents this time. Also, lag is a thing. Uh, just game, the game not working, the game just being a disaster. So there are a ton of reasons why you have a lower win rate this season. Yeah, or like just not finding the right teams to combat each of these new metas that comes in. Yeah, there's like it's hard for us to give a definitive answer as to why you might be suffering a lower win rate than you were before. The only thing that we can maybe suggest is to take note of what you're coming up against. And like, by take note, I mean like actually writing it down. Uh, have a spreadsheet if you need to, whatever you got to do, so you can actually get a solid idea of this is what I'm encountering. And then be able to say, this is what I can bring to counter that meta. As for your final question, which was, what was your biggest learning curve? to battling effectively in GBL. Well, for me personally, by the time GBL came out, I'd already been battling in the Silph Arena for about a year. So I'd kind of learned all of the things that non-Sylph battlers came to learn later. For me, the hardest thing, the thing that I'm still not across, is adapting to a blind three format. I do, I think, very well with a show six format where I can formulate a strategy with a blind three. I don't know how to formulate a strategy as, as well as I would otherwise. So yeah, that's been a, an ongoing struggle, something that other people have done very well at figuring out. And I have not. I totally agree that I had some really good experience from the self arena. And then when Go Battle League came out, I struggled and I still struggle. I'm still the only I've only hit legend once. And that was the time when most people hit legend when that was during the original Little Cup. So I'm still struggling with how to build a team for blind threes. I think I'm pretty good at picking a team around when I can see my opponent's team and they can see mine. I'm feel like I'm pretty strong at picking a really good line of three and having that strategy. When you're going in blind, it's tough. Uh, the thing that's really just helped me most is playing a bunch and knowing all the Pokemon and all their moves. And I don't count moves, but kind of getting being able to get the feel for when moves are when moves are going to land has really helped me a lot. So just practice, I guess. Finally, it's time for shameless plug time. Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. <laughs> shameless plugs. First, I want to bring up uh, another note on Palatown PvP, which is the community I help run, which aims at like, uh, just educating and growing PvP. Um, last episode, I talked about how it was a, a common misconception that you have to be a patron to be part of it, which isn't true. It is free for all. Uh, another thing that i found out is a common belief is that all of the people in that server are australian which is not true like for example uh, a dear friend of mine astro zombie he runs the beginner to win a podcast he has taken 
uh, kind of every opportunity he can to mention Palatown PvP and, and kind of get the word out there about it, which I am super appreciative of. But there were a couple of times where while trying to find stuff to, to say about it, to, to sell the idea of the server, he would say, oh, and it's great if you're a night owl because everyone there is Australian. <laughs> so you can always find people to battle with late night. And because of that, all of the people there are there are dozens and dozens of people who are on both servers, but they don't communicate as much in Palatown because they now are under the impression that it's all Australians there. So I uh, just wanted to dispel that now, and also thank Astro for all of the work that he's been doing. I really appreciate it. I hang out in the Palatown PvP server, and I am definitely not Australian, <laughs> nor am I a night owl. You sure? I, about being Australian or a night owl, because I'm very, very positive on both fronts. Just a, n- a note for me, uh, just because I don't talk about it very much, I do have a Twitch channel. I don't stream very much. I did stream my sets today because I happen to be on vacation. But I stream pretty much every Tuesday. I do Spotlight Hour, and I also play another game on the side, Pokemon Unite, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. It'll be Legends Arceus soon. That comes out in under a month. I'm so excited. But I do that pretty regularly on Tuesdays at 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. And I hope to really develop and do more with that Twitch stream after I graduate with my master's degree in May. In closing, we love hearing your feedback. If you have any questions or suggestions for DeFi or myself, you can direct them to pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com or in the show description, you can click on more fish or more DeFi to get the links to our other projects and ways to contact us. In the meantime, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.